Here's Pastor Ed with a brief preview of today's edition of Voice of Faith. We're endeavoring by our life to please the Lord. We're praying that prayer. May the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength, Redeemer. We're saying, Lord, every thought, every word, every deed, every action, help me, Lord, with those things so that when you look, you are pleased. Total surrender to God means just those things that Pastor Ed mentioned. Every thought, every word, every action. They all belong to God and are to be glorifying of Him. That sounds great in theory, but in practice, it's difficult. Pastor Ed reminds us in today's message, however, that we don't have to strive for this alone. We can request help from God Himself. And the best part is when we fail, which, let's face it, is inevitable, we just confess it to God and we're forgiven. That makes living for Him so much easier. Well, let's join Pastor Ed in the book of Psalms, chapter 84, for today's study. Go back spiritually to those times and those places that you met with God and begin saying, Lord, I'm a pilgrim. I'm just passing through. I want to remember those encounters with you. It's like a married couple. Remembering their first date. Remembering those wonderful times that they may have had together, special occasions. Well, We're his bride. We belong to Jesus. And remembering those times where you've met with God and and God's just touched your soul. And so the psalmist is saying, I desire the presence of God. And the desire is growing in his life. There's one thing that you cannot fake. I mean, really, you can't really do it. You can't counterfeit a longing for God. We cannot counterfeit our longings Where is the pulse of your desire? It's the best indicator of your spiritual life. Take the pulse. Oh, do I love to be in his house? Do I love to worship at his footstool? Does hearing God's voice, hearing his word, hearing, does it do something inside in the depths of me? See, that desire is in the pilgrim's heart when the pilgrim sets his heart on that heavenly city, when he realizes that this whole world is not going to hold me. I'm going to be with the Lord, and that's my journey. Hallelujah. Now, that desire moves us to the dwelling place. You see the desire, but you see him talking about the dwelling place. In verses 1 and 4, he says, dwelling in the presence of God. I love how lovely is your dwelling place. He sees the house of God as God's dwelling place. Like Isaiah the prophet who saw the Lord high and lifted up in the temple. Have you at times seen the Lord high and lifted up in his house? I know that believers in this church have said it to me. And through the years, I saw God. I saw his presence or I saw an angelic being. And I don't go away thinking, oh, no. They ate too much or something. (laughs) No, God does show himself to us. And so you come in and you see the beauty of the Lord and his presence, and it does something to you. How beautiful it is. This desire is a desire to dwell in your house. He says, 
whoever dwells in your house is still going to be praising you. The nearer we are to God, the more we want God. The further we are from God, the less we hunger for God. The closer you are to him, the more you want to hear about him, the more you want to know him, the more you want to worship him. If you drift away, the heart grows cold and distant. But if you draw near, you find your greatest joy in him. I remember years ago living in Rockland County and outside of our parsonage was a dove. And it'd make its nest there every year. And it was outside of our bedroom and it would coo, you know. It'd wake you up in the morning, coo, coo, coo. <laughs> but it was nice, you know. Uh, but one year, I don't know, they were doing something with the wood or uh, doing something and, and the nest where it used to nest was disturbed. And it came time to that time of year again. And that dove came and it couldn't find the place where it nested. And the dove frantically was flying from here to there and back and forth. Well, that's what it's like when we don't find our resting place in God. Augustine said that our resting place is in God and we don't find rest until we rest in him. And here the psalmist says, the swallow has found a place for itself where it may lay its young. It's looking at the birds that are near the temple precinct and he envies those birds and say, oh, that I was close like they were to the house of God. You and I were made, made to dwell in the presence of God. When we do that, we are never more alive. And look what the text says. They're going to be praising you. Those who dwell in the house of the Lord are going to have a song in their heart. Those who dwell in the presence of the Lord are going to have a song in their heart. A praise on their lips. That's the joy. Praising him in the morning. Praising at noon. Praising in the evening. Do you have that song of praise? Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Start dwelling in his presence. So you go from desire to dwelling. And as you're in his presence, that song of worship arises from within. Now, it doesn't stop there. As a pilgrim, you long for the presence of God. We were made that way. But also as a pilgrim, you find strength in the Lord. You cannot live this Christian life. I cannot live this Christian life on the basis of my strength. I need his strength. We all need the strength of the Lord. And the psalmist said in verse 5, Blessed are those whose strength is in you. Who are, these people have set their heart on the pilgrimage. They're finding strength in God. God, I need strength to go another day. God, I need your blessing to go another day. God, I, I need the sense that you're walking with me through this valley to go another day. God, I need you beside me to handle this situation. See, that is the Christian life. The Christian life is constantly leaning on the everlasting arms. Strength through our years and through our sorrows, through our sorrows and through our years. 
That's what the psalmist is saying, strength through our sorrows. In the text, in verses 5 and 6, it says, Blessed are those whose strength is in you who have set their heart on the pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, that means tears. That means sorrows. It's derived from a word meaning tears. It was a dry, arid place, a desert place, this valley. And so as you're going through a difficult, dark, desert place, a place of tears, God gives you strength. You're in the hospital and you feel like, oh, Lord. But all of a sudden, God stops in that hospital and he's standing beside you and you feel his hand on you and you say, Lord, I'll go with you wherever you want me to go. I'm not fearing anything. When you stand at the graveside of a loved one and your heart's broken, yet you know, you know, if they know Christ, where they are, and one day you'll see them again. That valley of Baca turns to a place of fruitfulness. That's what the text says. It says it makes it uh, come with springs of water or uh, place of springs, and autumn rains also cover it with pools. Suddenly, there's an oasis. Where there was a desert, there's an oasis. Where there was a drought, now there is a wonderful harvest. God transforms the place of sorrow in your life into the place of blessing in your life. Haven't you been there? Haven't you experienced some sorrow, some difficulty, some tragedy? Something happens and all of a sudden God shows up and you don't even know the circumstances because you know the shepherd is with you and he transforms that into an oasis joy. He gives us strength to the journey. I love that course, learning to lean, finding more power than I've ever dreamed. Paul the apostle speaks about how God comforts us in those places where we're in great pain. He said, and we get a comfort that we can give to others. That's Second Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4 to 7. He says, in those verses, now if we're afflicted, it's for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or if we are comforted, it's for your consolation and salvation. Uh, I could paraphrase it like this. When you're in the foxhole, and the bombs are going over your head. And, and when you're in the trial and the Lord strengthens you, you go away with that strength. You go away with honey out of that rock, as the songwriter said. And you're able to strengthen others on the journey. Oh, where did you get that word, brother? I got it in a night season of my life when God gave me songs in the night. Uh, brother, uh, where did you get that insight? Well, I got that insight when the Lord Jesus came and walked beside me and I was in a trial and in a testing and God suddenly walked in and showed up and he spoke that word into my heart and it's been ever, in ever since. See, God gives us strength. Not only through the sorrows, but through the years. Through the years. In verse 7, it says, They go from strength to strength, till each appears before God in Zion. 
outwardly our bodies diminish in strength for most of us there may be a few exceptions here but for most of us as we get older we don't see as well we don't hear as well we don't have the same stamina I remember when I was young I'd go to bed at one o'clock and get up at four and four hours of sleep was five hours of sleep that was fine I'd go on that but not anymore (laughs) as this outward body gets older it doesn't have the same comeback same energy but inside that spiritual man grows stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger you know what's happening the closer you get to that city whose builder and maker is the Lord and you set off for that journey years ago and the closer you get to that city the more clearly you see it the more near God becomes to you and real and you get that second wind see we need to think about heaven a little bit more we think, need to think about the joy of being in the presence of the Lord And that's what the psalmist is saying. It's this journey. I think about a story I've read about Paul Azinger. Paul Azinger was a professional golfer at 33. He was diagnosed with cancer. He had won 10 PGA championships. And uh, he was at the top of his game. But when he got diagnosed with cancer, it seemed like his whole world crushed, fell in on him. And he began to think, what does all of this mean? And then he remembered one of the Bible studies that Larry Moody taught on tour. And then he said, one of the phrases, one of the things that Larry Moody said just came back to him. And this is what he said. We're not in the land of the living going to the land of the dying. We're in the land of the dying going into the land of the living. Beloved. No more tears, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more brain freezes. I mean, it's a wonderful place. And if we could just focus and say, you know, our mission is to get through this world as a pilgrim. And when you begin to live as a pilgrim, what happens is God gives you strength for the journey. You come to a trial, he gives you strength. You come to a hard time, you you apply the scripture. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You, You begin applying that and all of a sudden God strengthens you and you begin running that race the way he's ordained you to run the race. Christians should never look ahead without looking up. Someday I'll get that bachelor's degree. Someday I'll get that master's degree. The doctor's. Someday I'll get married. And we keep on looking at these dates here, but we forget to look up there. Oh, someday I'll retire, you know. <laughs> no, no. Keep your eye on heaven. Keep your eye there. And, and uh, it's all right to look at those other things. They're okay, but, but don't lose focus. Don't look ahead without looking up. And that's what the psalmist is doing. As a pilgrim, I'm journeying through this world. 
As a pilgrim, I'm longing for the presence of God. There's a desire, my total being. Oh God, I want you to unite my heart, unite my soul, unite my mind, unite my will with one passion for your presence. I want your presence when I come to church. I want your presence when I go into my prayer closet. God, I want to dwell in your presence. And God, I need strength for the journey. Lord, you know the trials. God, you know the temptations. God, you know the testing. You know the trouble. You know the tribulation. You know all of the things about everything. And God, I need strength for that journey. And God says, you'll go from strength to strength. And I love this. Every one of them will appear before God in Zion years ago. When you made a decision to walk on that straight and narrow way, when you said yes to Jesus Christ, and you said, be my savior, that wasn't a dead-end road you started on. It will reach its destination. Someday, 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 you'll stand before Almighty God, the God that you have worshipped, the God that you have served, the God that you have believed in, the God that you have trusted. Every one of them, every one of them shall appear before God. Hallelujah. As we're working, as we're laboring, because that's what we're doing in this present world, we're here to serve the Lord, His purposes. We want his favor resting on our lives. In verse 11, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Notice, he's praying, Lord, you're a sun and shield. Bestow favor and honor. No good thing. There's this hunger in his heart for the approval, for the favor of God. Now, What that means is we're endeavoring by our life to please the Lord. We're praying that prayer. May the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength, Redeemer. We're saying, Lord, every thought, every word, every deed, every action, help me, Lord, with those things. So that when you look, you are pleased. See, we are to seek for the favor of God. Verses 11 and verse 9. Uh, Look upon our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. That's the king. He's praying for the leadership. How wise and important it is to pray for our church leadership. To pray for uh, leadership in general. But here is the psalmist praying And he's saying, Lord, look with favor. And I think we could pray that for ourselves. God, at the end of the day, I want your favor. At the end of the day, I want you pleased with me. God, at the end of the day, I want to know that I know that I know that I'm doing what's right in your eyes. And then the psalmist says this. I love this portion. Better in one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of of wickedness. God, I get so much out of serving you in church. If it's ushering or working in children's church or if it's cleaning the weeds and the uh, yards or the lawns, uh, God, I'd rather spend my life in the house of the Lord than have a thousand elsewhere. Uh, picture the most sumptuous palace. Can't compare 
with being in the house of the Lord in the presence of God. It doesn't have to be an ornate church. It doesn't have to be a special facility. Just to know that it's a house of God. I'm right there in your presence. That's enough. One day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Oh, Lord, I'd rather be serving you, living for you, walking with you than doing anything else in life. That's the heart's desire. And then he goes on, he says, Lord, I know to have your favor, there has to be a walking integrity in my life. And you see that in verse 11. For the Lord God is sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing, I love that, no good thing will he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Uh, The idea here is that, God, I'm going to walk according to your word. I'm going to pray, search me, O God, and know my heart. Know my thoughts. Know everything about me. Blessed. Blessed, blessed is the man who trusts in God. Trust in God is never, ever, ever trust misplaced. Cliff Richards said, the more we depend on God, the more dependable we find he is. Could you just leave things in his hands? Could you just trust him with tomorrow? Could you just believe that God We'll take care of you. Trust him. That's what a pilgrim has to do. That's part of the journey. Uh, Part of the journey is simply having this incredible passion for the presence of God and then living out our life in the strength of God and then as believers saying, Lord, I want your favor on me because when God's favor on you, guess what? He's a son. I mean, he shines on your path. The scripture says in Malachi, let the son of righteousness, as you went, arise with healing in his rays. So as we get wounded along the pathway of life, we just sit in the sun. We just sit in his presence. And there's healing for the soul. There's healing for the mind. There's healing for the body. And he is a shield. When the fiery darts of the evil one come against you, and come against you like a, a barrage, he is a shield that protects you. He is is a shield that keeps you. He is a shield that no enemy in hell could get through to get to you. Hallelujah. That's our God. He is an awesome God. I think about some of the funeral services I've had. And in those funeral services, the opportunity came to worship at the graveside service. And we sang. Because we don't die like other people do. We have a hope beyond the few short years that God's granted us in this world. And that hope looks beyond the veil to heaven. I was thinking about um, my father-in-law's funeral service. They asked me, would you like to do anything in the service? I said, no, I'd like to just sit back at the time. I said, but I'll, I'll do the graveside service. And so I did. And it was just a family. It was my wife, her sisters, and brother-in-laws, and nieces and nephews, and we all around. And then I said, let's worship. Let's sing. Well, that's all the time we have for today's edition of Voice of Faith. 
with Pastor Ed Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. There's more to come from Pastor Ed's special four-part series in the book of Psalms. We encourage you to download today's message again to review. Simply log on to voiceoffaithradio.com and select today's date from the Voice of Faith media player. Again, that's voiceoffaithradio.com. Maybe today's message brought a family member or friend to mind. You can share today's message via Facebook and Twitter by simply logging on to voiceoffaithradio.com and simply clicking on today's date. There, you'll find all the options to share. Now, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and more information, log on to voiceoffaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Voice of Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. We invite you to join Pastor Ed as he continues teaching through the book of Psalms right here on Voice of Faith.